Welcome to the Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. Larry is the author of over 40 books, the founder of Dove International, a worldwide family of churches and ministries in six continents, and has over 50 years of leadership experience. He and his guests will share inspirational leadership insights from their journey with God. These insights, gleaned from serving leaders in many nations, will transform your life and leadership. For more information on Larry's books and resources, visit LarryKreider.com. Larry Carter here with the Larry Carter Leadership Podcast. And again, welcome back today to my good friends, Luke and Jolie Weaver from YWAM in Lancaster. Welcome. Yeah, Thank awesome. Thank you. Glad to I love having you last time and you know, the insights you had. I thought, you got to have you share some more things from your heart, some things you've learned. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask you, again, we've had this you know, great time talking about leadership things you've learned over the years from when you were young. When you're in Colorado, you went to Youth of the Mission, you led Gateway House of Prayer, you're in there for eight years, I know it was that long and amazing. Uh, and today, director of Wildman Lancaster. Uh, so let's let's take it a, a step further. I'm sure you've had lots of challenging experiences. Uh, <laughs> we all do, we all have our stories. Yeah. Talk about that and how mm-hmm. do you handle challenging experiences? What do you, what do you mm-hmm. say to someone who's in the midst of leadership now? And it's really hard. I mean, really, really hard. You have this dream from God. It's not going the way you thought it was going to go. Yeah. Been there, done that? Yeah, totally. And Me too. Um, <laughs> some of our greatest mm-hmm. lessons that we learned were through challenges and mistakes, either, either things that we've done or situations that we walked through. And mm-hmm. uh, I think one of, our, one of our early situations was uh, we had... Um, we were serving as part of a leadership team, and we're recognizing some things uh, with a different were yeah. happening. Uh, yeah, this ministry. was a different ministry. Some sure. things were happening that uh, we wanted to try to address, and as part of that, there was a you know just a strong reaction. There there wasn't a, an opportunity right. really to to share those things, um, and it it really um, was a lesson to us on two things. Number one, it was a lesson about forgiveness. Okay. Because you know, we felt like there was a lot of opportunity to have personal offense. And people talk to me all the time. They get derailed from their calling in God because they aren't able to forgive in a situation or circumstance. And so they say sure, things true. like, hey, I, w- you know, I, I used to go to church or I was a part of that, that missions organization, right. but I had a bad experience. And now, right. I, now I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't care for them. Um, and so it was a lesson in forgiveness for us of, hey, actually forgiveness frees us up to continue in the journey of God. And, and this was... Say that know, again. That was so good. Say yeah. it again. Forgiveness frees us yes. up to walk in the journey that God has so for good. us. Um, actually, unforgiveness keeps mm-hmm. us in a prison, not the other person. Right. Um, and so we were able to forgive and God fully redeemed that whole situation um, and now I'm, I'm even, you know, this was kind of connected to YWAM. Uh, and, and now here I am as a, a director of a YWAM base. And you wow. think, well, how did that ever happen? You were, <laughs> you know, you were kind of had this situation where you had to leave YWAM. Right. And now it's called Full Circle and God fully redeemed it. Um, but it also taught us a lesson of um, the need for us to deal with insecurity in our own hearts and in our own lives. We all have it. You know, I still have areas in my life that I'm are I'm 71, I still have insecurities too. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Right, so we all have those areas, but how are we dealing with those? Yeah. And are we, are we um, allowing the Holy Spirit to root out those issues? Because if we don't deal with insecurity, um, we can't deal with challenges, people right. challenging us, people, maybe a difference of opinion, 
Um, and we tend to react in a way that either causes us to control people um, or it causes us to shrink back from leadership. Right. Um, so that right. was a lesson that we learned is yeah. that it's the it's the responsibility of the leader to take the high road yeah. or the low road, depending on how you look at it, to walk in humility, be willing to field the questions, the concerns, the challenges, um, and really present those to the Lord in a way that allows him to direct you in that. Um, and we need to provide a safe place for that. So a key part of growing a leadership team is that people are able to challenge you they're able to have a difference of opinion, and that's actually essential, you know, for your leadership team to be healthy to fulfill mm-hmm. the purposes of God. And so that yeah. was a lesson that we learned Good. kind of in a very difficult season where we thought we were kind of cruising with YWAM, and all of a sudden, yeah. in a matter of you know a week or two, found ourselves out of the ministry. Wow! Well, I want to talk to you more about building teams, but Julie, yeah. I want to give you a chance first. Is there challenging times, leadership, anything you remember, anything you've learned that would help leaders around the world? Yeah, I think just even talking about marriage, too, that when even your husband's in leadership or your wife's in leadership, not taking a secondhand offense um, for them. So sometimes, you'll, you that. know, That's you're so in good. the middle of situations or people come with grievances or whatever, and you hear about them, you talk sure. about them as a couple or whatever, so you're aware of what's going on. Um, making sure that it doesn't change how you're communicating to the other person, um, still like showing love, not avoiding, you know, the other people who may have brought the grievances, like doing your best to actually approach and push past the uncomfortability um, and then not taking an offense on my husband's basis for what someone might be upset at him about or whatever, right. but being like, no, like I'm going to bless him and pray for him and pray for them and bless them, yes, you good. know, and not take it into my own self of, um, yeah, just that offense for him. So that's, that's called a borrowed offense, a borrowed offense. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. we, have, we have grace to forgive people when people offend us, you know, but in a second hand, when it's borrowed, yeah. there's no grace there. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're right. Mm-hmm. We bless them, we pray for them, we simply can't take that inside. Yeah. 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 So teamwork. Yeah. Of course, you guys are a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about how you build teams. What have you learned about building teams? Yeah, I think if I could just, I don't, you know, say one thing, um, I would say that uh, culture is king. That's good. In building a team. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so just a reflection a little bit on our journey. God was so gracious to us. Honestly, these lessons that we learned weren't because we were intelligent and we knew what to do. It was because we weren't intelligent and didn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah, Um, welcome to the club. (laughs) uh, When we started this journey with YWAM Lancaster, there were a few things reflecting on our past leadership that we we didn't love about that. Yeah. We said, God, can you help us to um, to do some things differently in, in this next one? And God was so clear to speak to us about our values. Um, and, you know, I had a whole kind of prophetic encounter with the Lord that involved, you know, putting stakes in, in the mountainside. And, and uh, he gave me four things that he said, these things are the foundation for the culture. They're the foundation for the team. And so then looking at those and saying, okay, how do we authentically walk in these things? How do we integrate them into everything that we're doing? And even giving our team the opportunity to have ownership around those values. So one of the things that we did is with our pioneering team, we took two months to dig into Bible studies, uh, biblical background, uh, what does it look like to express these values, to make sure that these weren't just communicated from the leader to say, okay, these are four things we have up on the wall. 
but to say, no, everybody that's on our pioneering team yeah. has dug into the word of God. They have waited on the Lord. They've, they've received you know, affirmation or a confirmation from the Lord that this is who we're to be as YWAM Lancaster. And it has just alleviated, you know, I mean, we certainly have challenges because we work sure, with people, but sure. we have not had any significant disagreements at a leadership mm-hmm. level because of all that work on the front side mm-hmm. to say, this is who God's called us to be. But not just because Luke and Julie say, but we are going to take the time because sometimes slower is faster. That's right. We're going to take the time on the front side to just wrestle this yeah. out and give you an opportunity to receive a similar kind of download that I did. Yeah. So rather than just run ahead, yeah, it's sure like, did. no, the team has to get on board in a, in a total agreement that at our core, our culture is this. And we can do a lot of different things, activities, initiatives. Team members can come into our community and people can right. go out of our community. But it's the authenticity of living your culture that, to me, is the biggest part of building a healthy team. It's value alignment. You know, there's four commonalities we've often taught for any team to work together long term. You have to have the commonality of values, that you, which you'll die for. That's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That we cannot compromise in values. It's who yeah. we are. And then vision. Yep. And the vision is important, but it's not as important as values. Uh, and then it's, it's procedure. How are you going to do it? How are you going to work it out? Methodology. And it's relationship. And I've seen so many teams yeah. say, we really, we love Jesus, we love each other, and that's my brother-in-law, we're going to be fine, you know, whatever. But the, the, one, the one area of those four is, is what you just said. It's values, it's things we die for. Mm-hmm. And, less, and you don't know what someone's values are often until a year, two, three, four, sometimes ten years down the road, things you'll really die for. So that is so good, that mm-hmm. culture alignment, which is basic value alignment, yeah. so, so, so yeah. critical, so critical. Uh, we experienced the Jesus rallies here in this region. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your friend Joel Bumberger, mutual friend, on and on, and, and, uh, and saw God do some amazing things. I know that YOM was involved behind the scenes to make a lot of that, a lot of that happen. Talk to me about how that happened from your perspective, mm-hmm. and how how God used William Lancaster yeah. in that whole process. Yeah, when I was 20 years old, um, I had an opportunity to lead a DTS uh, in y- at YOM Cimarron, and there were only two people on the base, uh, two guys, two guys on the base. Wow. It was, it was ladies, two guy staff. So uh, Cimarron is at uh, 8,500 feet up in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. It was wintertime, snowed regularly. So, you know, I'd get up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning, get out, get out the uh, snow plow truck, plow the road, stoke the coal boilers, you know, then try to get ready for morning worship. And then, and God taught me a lesson in that, that leadership is not about fame yeah. or glory right. or getting a position in front of people. Right. That leadership is actually serving the purposes of God. And when, when you're a leader, you're just signing up to serve uh, in a more um, holistic, committed way than maybe some other people. Sure. It just it costs more. So when we came to uh, plant YWAM Lancaster, we knew that Lancaster is already full of amazing ministries. Mm-hmm. We're so privileged just to be mm-hmm. just to be a part of what God right. is doing. And so the question in our hearts was, how do we serve the purposes of God as we're coming into something God's already doing? God gave us a lot of different directives, but one of those was that we were to be kind of a hub that connects people. And as we prayed about this summer, we felt God say, uh, a priority for you is simply to serve 
uh, revival in the region any way you can. Beautiful. So we were doing you know four to six outreaches a week, serving youth centers and youth groups and things. And then this opportunity came for the Jesus Rally, and uh, we said, well. We have a tent. We think that you know we could help with this, and and God had given us some manpower. He'd already given us a word of the Lord to serve revival in the region. So we weren't running our schools, which it right. would have made it harder, you sure. know, if we were running sure. our schools. So God already positioned us in a place to be able to serve that, and it was such a joy yes. uh, to be able to serve that. We did ten weeks of revival services, uh, yeah, uh, each Thursday night. Um, we had set up a tent, um, and it was a collaborative effort, and awesome. we had you know a, a thousand plus people coming yeah. out every Thursday night. Yeah. It was it was really wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome seeing a younger generation leading that whole mm-hmm. move. God, that that's what I loved. Yeah, you know, I just love sitting in the back and watching a younger generation leading the way, and I knew that you guys behind the scenes have done a lot uh, to make all that happen. But you're right, leadership is not the upfront thing. Leadership is serving the purposes of God, and, and often we, we lead it in that way. Mm-hmm. Good. So what, what do you, as you look back now after your years of leadership, you've got lots of years to go, go in the future. Any other things that stood out to you that you've learned over the years? Say, yeah, this is important. I'd want, you know, I'd want somebody around this table sitting here now who's younger saying, I'm going to serve the purposes of God. Any other things, Julie, Luke, mm-hmm. that you'd want to say? Yeah, one of the things is super basic but so important of not allowing our time with the Lord to be pushed out by even seeking the Lord on behalf of things that are done in the ministry stuff. So I can find that happening different points in our leadership or my leadership where it's like, okay, I'm spending my time with the Lord, like seeking him or preparing for the next meeting or seeking for this gathering or this discipleship moment or whatever, rather than just connecting, sitting with him, listening to him, letting him talk to me about what's on his heart, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. So I think one of my main encouragements for leaders would be like, keep that secret place with the Lord. It's so basic and you hear it all the time, but that is the main thing. And like having the presence of God and just Mm -hmm. that, having that be the focus of whatever ministry that you're part of and out of that place overflowing into Mm -hmm. other people's lives. Because if that dries up, you feel crusty. You don't have the, you don't have the wisdom. You don't have mm. the grace. All of that, but you just that would be like probably the first thing. Beautiful. And then out of that, it's like the fire, the place of fire, and then out of that, the fragrance of God will come. So good, good. So, yeah, Luke. Yeah, we had a, a saying at Gateway House of Prayer: "From the secret place to every place." And it yeah. was it was that exact thing: is that you don't have anything. You can't. You have to receive something from heaven mm-hmm. to have anything to give. I would would say that that would be the number one thing. But um, one other thing that I wanted to bring out that I think is really important is um, as as so many leaders have um, come and gone and and some of them have fallen and had had challenges is um, this idea of the fear of the Lord Mm -hmm. and that we have to be under authority to have authority. So Jesus teaches this principle. And he uses a story of the centurion. Right. And there, there are very there are only two times that I'm aware of that Jesus was amazed by people's faith, and one was by the centurion. Was. And he was amazed at the centurion's great faith because the centurion understood uh, that it, about how authority works. And there's a teaching there, and he says, "Hey, I'm a, I'm under authority. So when I speak to that person, and he's under authority, he goes and does it because he knows that I'm under authority." Right. And Jesus was using that as an example, and I think that. Um, the fear of the Lord around us being under shepherds, as it talks out about in Peter, it says that, you know, it's talking about service. It's talking about us right. stewarding things, but it talks right. about us as an under shepherd. 
And the idea that we are, there's always somebody that has authority over us. There's always, there's always somebody that, you know, whether it's governmental officials or whether it's a board of directors or, and there's no place that you get in God that you are free to do what you want. There's, there's always a level of humility needed to make sure that you are aligned with the purposes of God and those who are over you. And uh, so that's a, that's a thing that I think about a lot is that as people are growing in leadership or they have opportunities in leadership, it's you never graduate from humility. You never sure. graduate from the fear of the Lord, knowing that I'm under authority. And right. that's really the only reason that I have something to speak here is that God is is leading through me, that he has a purpose yes. through me. It's not it's not of ourselves. Um, so I would encourage uh, leaders, first of all, uh, what Julie said, that everything flows from the secret place. Okay. It's the essential foundation for everything yes. that we do in life and ministry and leadership. Yeah. Uh, but the second thing to remember is that we're living for an audience of one. Everything that we do is God is there. He's observing everything. Right. And to walk in the fear of the Lord and make sure you're remaining under his authority yeah. and under the authority of people around you and even accountability. Exactly. You know, don't don't graduate from accountability because exactly. you're like, I'm so experienced in God right. that I, I don't need it. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's just not wisdom. Yeah. I tell people with leaders all over the world, I ask them this question. Who can fire you? That's good. Who is it? Who is it? I said, there are people who can fire me. They can fire me. I've got advisors and you know, spiritual mm-hmm. advisors in my life. I've got a team of international apostolic council leaders. Mm-hmm. I can be fired. And it sounds a bit crass, but it's really true because you know, we need to be under authority. And I've mm-hmm. met leaders who say, well, you know, God's my authority. And I've seen those ministries go down the tubes mm-hmm. yeah. because they're walk out of humility and they walk in the fear of the Lord and they walk under authority. I think Watchman Nee said many years ago, no one has authority unless they're under authority. Obviously, yeah. you got that from Jesus, yeah. but it's, it's so true. A yeah. couple more questions for you. Sure. Uh, I love the example in the scripture of Priscilla and Aquila. They work together as a team. They're, you guys are a team. And you mm-hmm. and obviously, you're a mom, Julie, and you get mm-hmm. a lot of time goes to that and they get all that. But you guys... You know, you're a you're a woman of God in your own right, no question about that. And uh, and I see how you already honored Julie, and that's really powerful and important, Luke. Talk to us about that. Uh, what have you learned about being a couple together in leadership? I mean, it's yeah. not always like that. In some cases, yeah. someone's called a leadership, maybe the man or the woman, in you know, in kingdom leadership. I shouldn't say kingdom; it's all kingdom. But you know, in, in church leadership, mission leadership, whatever. And then their spouse is not. They're involved in maybe marketplace or whatever. And that's great. But you guys are not like that. You guys, I mean, Laverne and I are the same. Uh, we, we've been a team forever, and we will continue to be a team. That's who we are, and so are you. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about that? Mm-hmm. What have you learned about being a team, a husband-wife team? Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a couple things um, that come to mind. So um, Luke has done different times of fasting, and the Lord, at one point during when he was getting ready to do fast, like an extended fast, he gave, the Lord gave me a picture um, of me. Like he was on the front lines and I was like behind him. But then I felt like the Lord actually, like I needed to be in the front line with him, like with our arms linked. Beautiful. And just felt like that was something that the Lord, it was like calling me then into, at that point it was doing a fast with him. But also like that's the position of our hearts together so luke had shared about that a little bit before but where it's not we're not doing even though our roles are different right like we're in this together yes. so having that mindset even though we may i may not be day-to-day as much in the 
specific ministry stuff, you know. Um, and then also we're very different. So we have the same values, but we're pretty much opposites in personality yep. and gifting, yeah. all that different thing. So he's strongly visionary. Mm-hmm. I am a little more day to day, you know, and he's, yeah. So in some things like meetings or things like that, sometimes I'll share, okay, and I pick up on what's happening with people like in the room, you know, all of that. So there's different points where I think we can complement each other, where sometimes I'll say, hey, I'm not sure like how that came across. Like these people kind of responded this way. You might want to circle back good, around, good. you know, to these people. Yep. And then he's done that at different points. And sometimes I'm wrong and sometimes I'm right, you know. Right. But um, I think we're, we're learning to work together with our giftings Very of cool. different ways, you know, that we do things. And then I'm learning like when he gives vision, like he's a fire, you know, so not to like put water on that vision, <laughs> you know, like, but where I'm listening, I'm trying, I'm still in the process of learning that, right, you know, after 20 right. years of marriage. When he's excited about something and visionizing, and I think, ah, I don't know if that's going to work. Not saying that right away, but listening, letting Beautiful. him share. You know, so where we can kind of work together um, on that and share our pieces that we may see or see very differently from each other. But then it can complement each other. Beautiful. Anything yeah. you want to add to that, Luke? Yeah, really I think it, just, just basically uh, it's staying in the position of being on the same team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if someone's providing a difference of perspective or, hey, I saw this, you know, comes back to that uh, insecurity, security thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, just in complete honesty, probably Julie's the one who can push my insecurity buttons sure. more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and, and, you know, maybe that was the design of God is that we're, we're in marriage. We have this relationship and we're really working out our sanctification <laughs> and, and growing in maturity in this context yeah. more than any other. Yeah. And I think it's important uh, to say that it's very easy to look really good, to have your ducks in a row, to feel really respected by people that you work with. And then, you know, str- can, can have struggles at home. And I think that the challenge, you know, for any young leaders out there uh, or old, older leaders out there is, you know, we have to have an integrity and right. we have to have a health in our marriage mm-hmm. relationship because you're going to reproduce who you are. That's so right. you, it's not what you say, it's who you are. Yeah. And so I think that, th- that for us, you know, being on the same team, being able to hear the comments from their from their perspective like well, well, why are they saying that rather than the way I'm hearing it right right um, you know because she, she she said I'm a visionary so I'm, I'm just blazing out there I'm going right. for it and then you know she's often the ones kind of jerking the reins and sometimes the bit in your mouth hurts a bit you know <laughs> you're like get that thing out of there you know, <laughs> you know just, I, I just I want to run ahead and do this thing it's like well you probably need to slow down and make sure so and so is on board right you know and sometimes you feel a little irritated about it and so you got to work <laughs> through that and say well yeah. you know hey what would it hurt for me to heed that advice right. you know let's I'll just I'll do that and you know and a lot of times that you know she's picking up on things that I'm not right. so I think it's that growing in a sense of appreciation yeah. of your spouse's gift set and the way that it actually produces a better end result rather yeah. than resisting it. Um, yeah. that, that's, I think that's the journey yeah. that we're in more and more here is yeah. to, to really embrace and Good. appreciate and value that. It's good, yeah. You're the kite, and she's hanging on to the cable on the ground. Mm-hmm. But if she's not hanging on, the kite's gone. You know, so it's really <laughs> you both needed so yeah. much of this. Yeah. Any last-minute things you want to share yet with our audience? And then we're going to let you go. Yeah, I, I think I just want to say that God has been so gracious to us. Um, 
his leadership over our lives mm-hmm. has been incredible. Mm-hmm. And we've never yeah. seen it more clearly than mm-hmm. this last you know, yeah. five years mm-hmm. of the YWAM Lancaster story. Um, so first of all, I just want to thank the Lord for mm-hmm. his clear leadership mm-hmm. over our lives. It's just been incredible. So many times we were going to do something dumb. <laughs> and God just intervened with his word yeah. or changed the circumstance or situation to God's direct amazing. us rightly. Yeah. So I think a confidence for any leaders out there listening to say, if God's called you to something, uh, he will empower you to do yes. it. You might not feel sufficient. You might not feel adequate. But Second Corinthians 3 said that God makes us sufficient as mm. ministers of the new covenant, not to think anything as being from ourselves. Basically, we don't have what we need, but God's the one who gives us sufficiency. So I just want to first just thank the Lord. And then also um, the team that we've been able to work with has mm. been yeah. um, such an amazing Beautiful. group of humble leaders. Yeah. Uh, we could never do it without the yeah. team. So just want to sure. make sure yeah. we're, we're giving credit first mm-hmm. to the Lord and second to the team That's that we good. serve with. Mm-hmm. Good. Julie, anything to add? Mm-hmm. I think just that leadership is so worth it. So, I mean, there are things that are challenging, but I think as we just talk about all of it, it's so worth just seeing God move in lives. It is. You know, there's nothing better than seeing God transform a human heart, be part of the discipleship process, see them go to from point A to point B in God. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's so fun. It's adventurous. It's fun. Yes. Like I said, yes, there's realities of it that can be hard, but it's so worth it in the long run. Mm. So those of you who want to be part of leadership, I just want to encourage you, like keep going for it and letting God lead you along the way, but that it's so worth it and don't, and not giving up. Like if you're in a hard season, um, don't give up, just keep persevering, pressing Mm. into the Lord, letting him fill you with his Holy spirit Mm. (laughs) and, um, giving you, yeah, what you need. Luke and Julie Weaver, thank you for moving from Colorado, Lancaster County, <laughs> yeah. leading, you know, YWAM Lancaster and all that you do. Your heart is so much for Jesus and for the kingdom. And we're so honored and blessed to have you here and, and blessed to see all that you're doing. YWAM Lancaster, uh, on the show notes, check out the show notes if you want to know more about that and know more about YWAM, more about the ministry of Luke and Julie Weaver. All that information will be on the show notes. And uh, again, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Larry. Love you guys. Yeah, we love you too. So blessings to to you guys and uh, everyone else. Larry Carter Leadership Podcast, where we learn those small things and make a massive difference in our lives when we apply them, not only our lives, but the lives of those we serve. And look forward to seeing you and uh, talking to you again next week as we interview people from around the world who are used of God in servant leadership, one person at a time for the glory of God. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.